Uh, hi, Greg Perry, the historic preservationist. Welcome to season two, episode 341. Um, just uh, just some notes from a, uh, a recent trip um, through Colonial Williamsburg. Um, you may call this, maybe that's going to be the start of the uh, demise of Colonial Williamsburg. Um, passing through... Um, you know, very sorry to, uh, I mean, there's some ups and downs. Very sorry to see that, um, you know, we have six, basically six taverns in the colonial reconstruction village, reconstructed village, and only five are open. And, you know, this is out there to anyone who plans to go. I think I would uh, possibly want to avoid it. Only one is open. And primarily Williamsburg with the, you know, the, the lackluster um, a fair Americans have with history is geared uh, toward individuals maybe 60, 65 and over. Um, there's no place to eat. And when there's no place to eat, people don't go and people will not be happy. So just be aware of that. Um, up and beyond that, I was not happy to see um, many of the houses, uh, dwellings that are normally open, the, we'll call them house museums for lack of a better term, uh, even though their their existing houses and some of the trades locations are closed, so half of the trades locations were closed, and the other half are only open three or four days a week, and they're by hit or miss. So this is quite unacceptable. But you know, talking with some of the uh, interpreters and some of the other people that are employed by Williamsburg and some of the volunteers, uh, COVID has hit them very hard. The people who were involved in running the taverns, by and large, left. They left for more, more and better employment when uh, the uh, their, you know Williamsburg was shut down for a number of months. So, um, and shocking to see, this is the time of year. I know summer is a great time of the year, but the quote holiday season is optimum. And you know to see maybe I don't know four, five hundred people there total. That's not good, not good at all. But on a brighter note, um, what we have is a, uh, I totally upgraded, I guess a f just a few years and recently opened, is the DeWitt Wallace Museum and the, uh, the, uh, the uh, rock, or the, uh, the folk art museum there. And they're a combination of the two, one go, you go left, one you go right, but just some exceptional venues, uh, galleries, uh, tall clocks, furniture, the Henning, uh, Henning's collection, and things like that. Uh, just, there's more um, finer, high-style decorative arts, British and American, in this museum, the DeWitt Wallace, than in the Philadelphia Museum of Art or the Metropolitan, in furniture. Um, absolutely astonishing, great stuff, galleries, well-informed, um, so everyone should go there to see that. And I think the problem with Williamsburg, it's so far off the, uh, so far off the map, it really is. It's, uh, you know, not in a major metropolitan area, so it doesn't get all the airplay that uh, it probably should have. So, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, um, went to visit a friend in the, the uh, cabinet maker shop and found it was closed. Um, so not, not, a, not a good thing, not a good thing. So um, closed, but, you know, 
just missed the day the days that it was open, so it will be open. Um, so, and, you know, as I remember from the past, it's been several years, 15 years since I've been there, um, a lot more tchotchke selling in some open areas uh, off of tables and some of the things like that. So, uh, um, but nevertheless, it it, it is um, refreshing to see a string of, you know, a lot of these are reproduction houses and and I can't even use that word. I think a lot, a lot of these dwellings are conjured up because they never existed. And, you know, their use of, you know, in colonial America, a lot of the dwellings would have consecutive similar clabbered and dormers and, you know, window, window configurations. What they seemingly have done here in Williamsburg is they've made a lot of diversity of the, just say the kind of uh, shingles that were on roofs and maybe a, different cedar shakes on this roof and that roof and different style windows and you know possibly they knew what was there originally and a lot of times they didn't so it's showing a lot of diversity and maybe a lot of diversity was never there so uh so you'll have this uh, happy to see the governor's mansion um and i mean it just a tremendous rebuild after that um and you know the gardens in the back uh, because i don't know if i mentioned uh at prior episodes of the Historic Preservationist, I, uh, I'm the owner of a uh, piano, a grand piano made in England in 1799 that graced the ballroom. And John D. Rockefeller purchased this in the early 30s for the ballroom and has seen many, many events there um, throughout the 1950s. And then it was deaccessioned um, probably for an older string type musical floor instrument as opposed to a piano forte um, of 1799. I think it was just a little bit late for Williamsburg. So they sought out a bit older one. I can't recall what's sitting there now. It could be around 1750. So, um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I still enjoy going there. I enjoy, uh, after many, many years of not being there, um, I have clients who are aficionados that have gone there every year for the last 50 years. But um, a lot of the interpreters or the, um, the, the reenactors, however you would term them, are just world-class, top-notch. They know their craft, their art, and they're not just doing their function. They are actually historians, so very, very important. And, uh, and it, again, it's very sad. I mean, this is not Williamsburg's fault as, as the COVID hit. And just a lack of history, uh, you know, Americans wanting history, want to be, wanting to be served up history and put there. I mean, you know, we, what do we do? It just on holiday tours and some historic houses under candlelight or something. And, and that's just not enough. So it's, a, you know, some very, very sad situation here. And um, you'd hate to see something like Williamsburg lost. I don't, I mean, I think it's very far from that. But I think it's my understanding that they did they privatized Jamestown, the entire village of Jamestown, several years ago to some extent, because they they just didn't have the the the, the walking traffic, the revenue producing traffic, to maintain it. So, uh, you know, we're just in crazy times, um, trying to express and trying to wrap our arms around our cultural heritage. 
in, in this country. So, and uh, you know, it just it just continues. It just continues. So, um, but the the museum is a good thing, and I think it's not more than a good thing. It's 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 just world class. So everybody should make their way down and try to see that. But anyway, just a few tidbits, and you can find. Uh, me on uh, IGTV, the historic preservationist, and you'll see a whole series of videos that uh, that I've done there in Colonial Williamsburg. And uh, everybody have a nice holiday season. The historic preservationist signing off. Thanks for listening.